I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club podcast. It's me, it's Marcus, here to talk about some films. And of course, as always, I'm joined by film enthusiast Callum. He's here, he's here to chat once again about a bit more film discussion. But how are you doing, Callum? I know you've had a nice week off work. You've been putting your feet up, you've been watching films, you've had some nice self-reflection in the, the warming air of February. How has it been for you and how are you? Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, I've had a lovely halfway through my, well, just over halfway through my uh, my break. It's been good. I've sat in my jogging bottoms with big jumpers on, watched a lot of TV, drank a lot of coffee. Lovely. Um, I cycled, done a lot of cycling as well. Um, the weather's been quite nice. Cycled 20 miles the other day. Wonderful. All, all along the filed coast. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, so just kind of, and then I, then I had to sit down on a soft cushion after after doing that it was quite the it was quite hard the saddle was quite hard so hence the uh, sitting around in pajama bottoms and big jumpers and drinking coffee after the cycle but no good really good uh, really relaxing lots of doing a lot of self reflection recently it's always nice um it is nice yeah it is very nice sort of find time for, for my inner my inner thoughts i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but it's doing all, it's doing me all right, so far. It's good to give but them no, a little yeah. prod and poke every no, now and yeah. again. But no, yeah. Good, good week. Good week. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, impressive uh, 20 miles bike ride. I think that's good, you know, encourage the listeners to go out there and do some exercise. And you're the one leading the way on this podcast, Callum. So oh, thank you for yeah, taking activity to the people. But of course, we're not here to talk about sport. We're not here to talk about exercise. We're here to talk about films. And what is the film that we've got lined up this week that we've dived into, Callum, and we're going to have a discussion about? It's uh, called One Night in Miami, uh, released on uh, Amazon Prime, tw- uh, 2020, uh, directed by uh, Regina King. And it follows the story of um, four individuals from... Uh, Black culture, the civil rights movement, Malcolm X, um, Cassius Clay, later obviously Muhammad Ali, uh, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke. And the film starts with um, Muhammad Ali nearly losing um, a boxing match in London. Uh, And then it um, moves on to Sam Cooke, who's had a rather tragic experience um, performing in front of a white audience. They don't accept his, his music. And then it flicks to Malcolm X, where he returns home um, and he's discussing plans to leave um, the Nation of Islam with his wife, uh, Betty. And then it flips to Brown, who goes uh, to a plantation to help his friend move some furniture. So the film really sets the store quite nicely about all the different elements of um, American black history, basically. Um, So it somewhat uh, sets the scene for the crisis that the four characters are experiencing in their life, I guess. Um, that was in 19, that's in, set in 1963. It then moves on to a year later where they all fictionally meet in um, Miami. Uh, Muhammad Ali is there for, um, 
to fight uh, Sonny Liston, and Malcolm X invites um, Muhammad Ali to his motel room to try and convert him to join the Nation of Islam. Malcolm X uh, then invites uh, Cook to uh, Cook and uh, Brown to his uh, motel room, uh, where they discuss the uh, basically what they want to try and achieve through the Black Civil Rights Movement. And it's worth noting that the film it's it's fictional. These characters, these these individuals, these pillars of um, black culture, the Black Civil Rights Movement, never actually met um, in this particular in this way in a hotel room in Miami. And one thing that the film does quite nicely is that it plays with historical narrative. It poses the question: What would have actually happened if these four individuals had met to discuss their um, respective positions within the civil rights movement in terms of uh, and and wider American popular culture, really, particularly Sam Cooke's position. Um, it poses the question as to what would have happened if these four individuals had met and discussed their their positions of, of relative power and influence and ultimately direction for, for civil rights. Um, it's uh, quite a fascinating film in that respect. Uh, originally, it was... Um, uh, made for the stage, and it's quite it's quite clear how you can how the film has very much taken the the craft of the stage and embedded that in the film because really the entire film is driven by this quite intense dialogue within a motel room. Um, it's a yeah, it's a it's a fascinating um, little film really about power, American popular culture, and how those two things jostle whilst when we consider the the civil rights movement. Thank you, Callum. Lovely overview, as always. I want to first start by saying, in terms of the story, that I think it's a great concept. Love a concept. Always a big fan of the concept. And like you said, it's this fictionalised, imagined version of these characters, these real-life people, um, meeting in a certain time, in a certain place, when uh, they may have crossed paths individually, but this collection where they meet in this hotel room and they have these discussions as they would be imagined like you said their stance on the civil rights movement at the time very clever i think well done and executed in that sense of the story and it definitely raises a lot of interesting historical avenues it gets very emotional towards the end i think this is where the film really is powerful in the last half hour it drives home this emotion and those discussions they have really get to their um fever pitch and you get the point of it and you feel the emotion of it and I really enjoyed that but my problem with the majority of this film is it just felt a bit flat throughout I know you said there that it was written for the stage initially and it's been adapted to film and when I finished watching it I didn't realize that it was that but my one of my first instincts was this feels like it's been based upon the style of a play and you get a lot of films that do that and I think do it very well one film that we've reviewed on here is I'm thinking of ending things which has got a very similar vibe to it in terms of there's a lot of very theatrical elements to it where locations can be quite static but then they kind of play with each other in the way that the theatre does this does that and you get that feel of the theatre but I don't think there's enough rise and fall in it and I don't want to come across as if I'm looking at saying, theatre's boring, I don't like dialogue, let's have some action. Because some of my favourite films are ones where it's just in a room and discussions taking place. And the dialogue is great in it. It's very 
interesting it's well informed and those relationships bouncing off each other are great to watch but i just think it can get a bit too repetitive there's some great points in it and it's driven in a great direction but i just think when they sat in that hotel room the arguments they have the discussions that they have yes they develop but and many of times it's just digging at the same point and not really advancing it and i feel like you don't get drawn too much into the emotion of the character as much as i would like to and i was sat there through the the middle of it thinking okay yeah this is great i like the story i like the setup here but there's a lot of like like half an hour of the middle just kind of felt like right it, it I need something more from this. I need the characters to give me more. And it wasn't giving me enough up or down to really buy into it, feel the emotion as much as I wanted to. And therefore, you know, really capture me in a way a film like that I would want it to. Like I said, the half the last half hour really saved it, I think. Not that it was a catastrophe, but in delivering that emotion, because I did feel emotional when those more tender scenes at the end, especially when Malcolm X is talking about going to one of Sam Cooke's show in Boston. I think that really is a great visualization of the points that he's making to Sam Cooke. And also it feels that connection between all of them. And that is something that I like from a type of film like this, where it is based on a play and it's very heavy on the dialogue, where it's throwing out to other references and other occasions whereas this was very much in the room but it was too intensely in the room without much going on outside it that's what that's what i felt anyway and it just frustrated me in, in many ways because i love the themes it was talking about i think it was a great avenue to approach them um through but it just left me a bit frustrated that i wanted a bit more impacts from it and i wanted it to draw me in a bit more and that was my initial reaction to the plot and the actual film itself what about you, Callum? How did you feel watching it, and what was your initial reaction afterwards? I think you've um, no, you've picked up on something quite interesting there because, like, I feel like the substance of the film is the main sort of driving point. Really, I mean, there was an article in the New York Times about it, um, and in the article said that it didn't make any grand statements about um, race, politics, sports, or music. Um, I'm just not necessarily convinced that um, that's true. I mean, I think the script itself is quite powerful in places, like particularly towards when they when they come off the roof and they 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 sort of they delve into the disagreements of like what power represents. There's like a conflict over the direction and the meaning of what the civil rights movement represents. I thought there was pockets of the dialogue that were quite powerful in that respect, um, and. You know, I th- I like the I like I like the fact that it played with like narrative. I think it was a great it's a great idea to sort of put four people from you know different elements of society, sport, music, civil rights, particularly people so, like Malcolm X, for example, who was so um, significant in redefining the civil rights movement. I mean, out of Malcolm X's when he left the Nation of Islam, the birth of the birth of Black Power and things like that. I thought. Again, the substance and the, the, the subject matter of the film is its main strong point. But I, I do agree, um, there were more, there were points where it, the, the dialogue just did feel a little bit flat. And the, but there were pockets of, the, of really intense, um, uh, really in, in, intense feelings about politics and emotion, like the scene when, um, uh, 
Oh, blimey. The scene where Malcolm X um, puts on the Bob Dylan record, for example, Blowing in the Wind, and, you know, how many roads must a man walk down before they call in a man? And it's like that, those, that, that sort of conflict between X, Malcolm X and Sam Cooke, I think, is, is quite good. But I do, I completely get where you're coming from. It just needed a little bit. I don't know. It would have been. It would have been quite easy for the film just to go down a route of focusing on the, the sort of the. The highly dramatized legacy that Malcolm X has left. You know what I mean? It could have been quite an easy film to write in that respect to talk about the grandiose stature of Muhammad Ali and the, the 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 impact that Malcolm X had on the civil rights movement. It would have been very easy to do a film like that. But I think because it's taken a step back and focused on. I don't know if you feel like if you, the film is all about dialogue and the, the the dialogue is the thing that drives the film, but unfortunately the dialogue at points is the thing that weakens the film. I think I agree with you. It needed a little bit more, and if you're going to censor a film around dialogue in this particular way, I do think that the writer could have been a little bit more um, ambitious with with what they wanted to get out of it. I think. Yeah, absolutely, and I feel that, like you say, with the dialogue there great and i did really think that the interaction between malcolm x and sam cook was very pivotal to the story and worked really well but it was just a little bit drawn out at times i felt like that plot development of malcolm x disliking sam's cook sam cook's public actions in terms of pandering to white people in, in what malcolm x believed when he could be making more of a statement for the civil rights movement and and for the cause of black people through the platform that he had and says that he had the biggest voice out of all of them but yet he wasn't doing enough for their cause really good point well done in the film but i feel that it's not really moved on from there and then that that tension between them just goes on all the way through it mm. and i'm not saying it should be resolved it's but it's there the point's made, you feel it, you understand what's going on there, but it doesn't really go anywhere, and then that just goes on until the end of the film, and you're like, okay, yeah, I got the point, but that the whole point and resolution of it could have been made earlier in the film. Instead, I think you dragged on a bit too much with just friction for friction's sake in it, and even though it's making a very important point, and when we come back to the the premise and the concepts of the film, that's what I think is amazing, is the idea of this imagined meeting and looking at these different viewpoints, especially Malcolm X and Sam Cooke with the being poles apart on that. And then at the end, obviously, there's a, there's a few more tender moments where they can see what each other are doing. And then when it resolves itself, kind of at the end, of Sam Cooke releases his song about change and he, he does take a bit more of a platform for himself but i just feel that that is the key kind of plot development and the key relationship between the characters and it is just dragged out when that is the main thing yes it gives a lot to the film but i don't think it needs to just be pushed at that at the heart of it all the time and that's what just frustrated me when there's other relationships that could have been developed in it that one was the big one and even though it added a lot, it was just seemed to overtake things. And that was my bit of frustration with the dialogue. And like like you said, yes, good dialogue in there, but just at times a little bit, in a sense, self-indulgent for a, a stage performance. And I don't think it adapted all that well onto screen, which is no, quite I, frustrating because I, uh... I thought there was a lot to be said there. 
Anyway, let's let's advance this on, Colin, because we could talk mm. about the dia- dialogue dialogue specifically for a while. <laughs> oh, we got there. Um, but let's talk about obviously the main theme of this: the civil rights movement and the differing approaches from these characters and their views of it. Obviously, Malcolm X very famous for being involved with the civil rights movement, and also Cassius Clay came on to be Muhammad Ali as part of this. The others two might not be known as well to be famously part of the civil rights movement but what do you think this film commented on that and how do you think its portrayal of what was going on at the time kind of contributed to like the historic look at that i think um the, the entire premise of the that the the dialogue within with in terms of the civil rights movement that is is the it's come out conflict it's about conflict between um black americans and white americans and it's about conflict within black america as well about how this what what the civil rights movement means what it represents and who should um use it to their advantage and really it's quite interesting that the film focuses on the sort of four different pillars of society you've got music sport even hollywood as well um when brown decides to quit the nfl um and, and go into um hollywood so you've got loads of different, um, and of course, yes, and of course, um, religion as well. So you've got all these different sort of pillars, and it's about f- trying to find out which pillar carries the most weight. I guess. Um, I think Malcolm X's tension with the Nation of Islam. I think more could have been made of that, because really, that's the whole reason in this historically as to why the Black Power movement ends up becoming what it is because Malcolm X rejects the nation of Islam's um, teachings. And then throughout the sixties in particular, just before his assassination, you know, he's um, he receives death threats quite routinely, not just from white Americans, but also from people within the nation of Islam. So I feel like a lot more could have been made of that because really the film itself is just, it's just driven by the conflict between Sam Cooke and Malcolm X that's what drives the film really and i think more could have been made of what that meant for the wider civil rights movement rather than just talking anecdotally i mean there's a scene when sam cook says about i want the recipe rather than the slice of pie when he's um talking about um his relationship with the music industry and then malcolm x talks about the black brothers that are left behind um and sort of not taking your power for granted i think those are some great great scenes and some that's some great dialogue there that really emphasizes the tension that existed within the civil rights movement in the 60s the tension between peaceful protest and 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 not and well non-violence and violence but again that's just not there is it yeah, and i think I, I, I and i get i get the i, li- I like that I, I always like films that play with historical narrative and films and pieces of art that subvert um things that happened in the past or sort of reimagine them i like i like being able, i like films and art that does that and plays with the different um layers of the past i think that can be really powerful but i just think it could have just done more with the taking those themes of tension within the nation of islam and just ex- and just exploded them and, and expanded them more and and really made use of the the, rather than just focusing on the tension between Sam Cooke and Malcolm X and the, that sort of um, history of opposites, I guess, rather than doing that, I think it could have just it could have done it could have done a lot more with pinning down 
the civil rights movement in terms of like what black power represented what power broadly represents as well i feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna play with narrative in that way then like you use it to your advantage and expose and and just go deeper in terms of what that power represented rather than just saying oh don't take it for granted more could have been done i think i get you and i definitely see where you're coming from and I don't want to discount what the film does offer in terms of alluding to those bigger messages. Oh, no, of and course not. It's yeah. absolutely clear that one of the main themes that it is looking at is the kind of the differences within the civil rights movement of Malcolm X, obviously the, the public figure at one end of being very militant, to Sam Cooke at the other end being maybe representing certain people who obviously behind the movement but believe their way of being successful in the traditional way and then using that success as a platform for other things in a less obvious way and kind of hardcore way to Malcolm X is another way of supporting the cause and obviously that is a wider theme that's played out between those two characters but I do and I do agree with you on this that I think the film falls maybe not falls into the trap but the film definitely throughout it focuses too much just on the dispute between the characters rather than what the dispute represents it's clear that that dispute represents something much bigger and that um, difference between the differing parts of the civil rights movement but it's often you're watching the film thinking oh this is just about this argument between the two of them and it's not enough done to kind of make it a bigger thing and i think that's the problem with it it's a great representation and then a great metaphor for something much bigger something important and something that there's a lot of historical context to but a lot of the time you just feel like you're watching an argument between two men which is does means nothing more than just an argument between these two men and this is what i was saying earlier where it just labors that interaction between the two a bit too much because it's obviously there to trigger bigger things whereas a lot of the time you just feel like you're watching a conflict which is just a conflict between the two of them. And that's my frustration with it. And obviously, there's plenty more to it, the film, where it's uh, looking into the civil rights movement because you get to see Cassius Clay and his involvement with it. And you see his development and his relationship with Malcolm X. Then also, you've got Jim Brown, who offers a more... He's quieter, but he's more thoughtful. And then there's a great scene where he's speaking with that Malcolm X when the other two have gone out to mm. the liquor store and they're speaking and he kind of calms Malcolm X down and he makes some very cutting points against what he does, but also some quite meaningful ones and thoughtful points about his involvement in the civil rights movement and the wider um, involvement and what it's like to be black in America at the time. And he gets Malcolm X to open up and it's not seen on camera, but he tells Malcolm X, uh, he tells Jim Brown that he's going to be leaving the Nation of Islam, which comes out later on. So you do get that tenderness in it, and which then obviously explores another avenue of the more thoughtful, quiet 
activist who's doing things in a different way so it looks at the civil rights movement in so many different ways and it also explores what it is to like to be black in america at that time which are obviously so many topical things that are still very relevant today but we'll just keep coming back to what we've been saying so far is i think too much is laden on that here's the hardcore end here's the other extreme of sam cook let's show how they're different but let's just keep showing that whereas there was so much to be gotten i think out of the other relationships between the two other characters cassius clay and jim brown almost become sideshow to what's going on between them but they've got so much to offer yeah. to the story and obviously the wider representation of what the film's looking at so that was just again my big frustration is yes great concept and it is a great entrance into looking at these themes and looking at the experiences of um the members of the civil rights move- movement and black people in america during that period but I, it could just do so much in other areas and that was my frustration with it like where it was going, love the premise of it, just left frustrated on many avenues. One other thing I wanted to look at, Callum, was that, um, yes, it talks about civil rights movement and it looks about uh, it looks at black culture in America at the time, but also I think there's this exploration of the private and public um, identity or mindset of America at the time. And this is clearly looks at through Sam Cooke's character of Malcolm X criticising for privately saying, yes, he believes in what the movement's doing, but publicly he's pandering to white people too much with the music and he's taking music from a black heritage and making it um, relevant for white people, which is not what he should do in, like, that's, that's a bad thing, that's what he's saying, whereas uh, Malcolm X is obviously the hardcore... Um, criticizing white culture and obviously he's an advocate of violence jim brown also represents that in the conversation he has with malcolm x where he's talking about nfl fans that criticized him and he said he hated the ones more than the openly racist ones and the ones who felt kind of self-righteous for treating him acceptably and feel like they needed a pat on the back for just treating him like a regular person even though inside they viewed him as someone different and that is a smaller look at what i think america at the time was battling with and probably we could even argue is still now is this idea of on the face of it maybe there was change coming and maybe the civil rights movement was developing publicly and laws were coming in to benefit um black people whereas underneath the surface there was still a lot of racism and nothing had changed there and i feel that that's malcolm x's argument that you have to go to the extreme to get past that but jim brown looks at him on the subtle view going well how do we break this inside of people where you know we can formally change laws and stuff like that but it's actually within people's minds and hearts that you know we are different and um that's not going to change so what do you think of that like because I think that was a bit more of a subtle thing looked at, at the film, but I think that is something that's very relevant to the themes that they look at. I think, well, this is this is what I mean, right? So I feel like a lot more could have been made of that. That That's the subtlety that, um, and the sort of, uh, historians of the civil rights movement have spoken quite extensively about this tension between um, de jure civil rights and de facto civil rights. So de jure meaning that, um, legally african-americans in the 60s were granted equality legally speaking with Mm -hmm. the civil rights act and the voting rights act and 
Brown versus and Brown versus Board of Education in 19, 1954 and stuff. So there's there's legal things, legal mechanisms being put in place um, that on the on paper mean that equality has been achieved, but then. There's the de facto argument where it's like just because a law exists doesn't necessarily mean that attitudes are going to change overnight. And it's just because a law is there doesn't necessarily mean that it's a wholly positive thing. By no means, like, obviously, I'm not saying that Civil Rights Act is, is a bad thing, for legally speaking, but there is a, a subtlety in the in that the film explores in the sense that... Um, Oh well, you know we've done our bit now. Like we can, we can rub our, we can clap our hands and sure. pat each other on yeah, the back yeah. and say, like, oh, we've opened the door um, to allow this legal progress to occur. Doesn't necessarily mean that we have to extend it to a wider philosophy of how we understand one another in the mind. And that's what the de facto argument is. And again, it goes back to what um, one of our favourite uh, other podcasts, Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell, and he talks about um, uh, the, um, the 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 closing of the door analogy. It's that the people that open the door can be the same people that close it, and he talks about the um, Julia Gillard, the uh, Gillard, sorry, the, um, oh, I think Australian, Australian PM? Or yeah, Australian. Australian Prime Minister um, of like saying, well, these the men are the ones that open the door to allow women into the politics but then they're the same they're the same men that close it and to achieve change you've got to go even further and yeah. kind of break the system and it's that kind of, that idea like he mentions in the film of like giving yourself a pat on the back for doing something but then ignoring actually what it means and you don't actually get any progress from there i, I totally get what you're saying yeah, yeah exactly exactly and like it, it's it's alluded to when um they, he plays the bob dylan record Mm-hmm. And he's talking about why is why is this white person singing about universal things that we all agree with, and it's, it's a bit of a nod to Dylan's lyrics and stuff. But yeah, there is a there there is a tension that that I think really actually is probably one of the most important tensions of the civil rights movement. Really, it's not just about violence versus it's not just about peaceful protest versus um, violent protest. And Malcolm X really didn't actually advocate sort of. He was an advocate of violence if 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 they were if it was self defense, like again like it's this sort of we know about the violent and non violent thing, but the film just didn't do enough by exploring those themes of de jure and de facto. They allude to it, and it's like well that's that's the thing that really is 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 the problem. It's about a change of to achieve change. You need to change culture, and that just doesn't happen from a legal standpoint. Hence the de jure de facto. Uh, dichotomy yeah absolutely i think that's a very good very good bit of analysis there callum i think you, the comparison is right and also what you said there i do agree with in in the sense of the film threw a few of these themes out there but didn't quite give enough to explore them and yes yeah, some films uh, do that well in giving a broad theme that they give you an, a platform to go and look into it and think about yourself whereas some of these themes are quite specific and need history and context to kind of give you a ramp into them like that, that you've just explained there. We've picked up on it from something quite subtle in the, in the film, but is one of the big themes that it is alluding to, but there's not, you're not given enough of a push as the viewer to actually explore that and dive into it. It's mentioned in passing, but there's so much in it that could be represented and is represented in the film, but isn't quite linked together enough 
Well, this is this is what this is a thing that um, Spike Lee did really really well in the film Black Klansman that we reviewed a couple yeah, yeah. of months ago. Like it was, it was so in your face, but in terms of what it wanted to say. Mm-hmm. But then again, at the same time, there was it really did get to the the root of the of the problem with with equality in America, and that is the the fragments of 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 the past of the things that have been that that have formed national identity in the contemporary and all those things that Malcolm X and Sam Cooke are arguing about are all about history um and it just does the script i really it's it i mean it's not a bad film by any stretch of the imagination. It is a good film, and it, the substance of it is great. And the, the, again, I've said I like the idea that films play with narrative, but um, I think to have those four characters, so, well, four, well, obviously it's fictional, but to have those four pillars of American history, um, and to not really um, give them as much as much power in their speech as what could have been, I think. Yeah, I just don't think the writing was was powerful enough to be able to to really make them shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, let's wrap this up, Callum. I think we've covered some good themes there, and we chatted about the actual filmmaking itself. My overview, as I've said, I thought the premise was fantastic, and I think it explored a lot of great themes. It put a different spin on them through looking at it in the way it did. And exploring these ideas through the civil rights movement and looking at the tension within the civil rights movement was obviously one of the big thrusts of the film. And I think it gave me perspective and thoughts that I hadn't necessarily explored before. And for that, I think it was really good. I just feel it fell short when it came to the actual on-screen depiction of these interactions. I didn't feel enough emotion between the characters. I think more of the relationships between... Malcolm X um, and uh, Cassius Clay and Jim Brown could have been made of, whereas a lot between Malcolm X and, uh, and Sam Cooke. Also, in terms of the writing, it did feel very much like it was for on stage, but in the way that it was just a lot of um, filler on one topic when it could have been explored and it could have felt more passionate throughout. I wanted to feel more passion for it. I wanted to feel more connection because it was pushing me in the right directions. It just fell short in areas and for that that's why i'm going to give it seven out of ten it redeemed itself in the last half hour i think because i did get a lot of emotion at the end and i feel the tender scenes when they all sat on the bed and as i've mentioned malcolm x is talking about going to sam cook's concert in boston i feel that represents the themes really well and those relationships are explored nicely there but i wanted more of that throughout it to really hit home the points it was making the themes was exploring so seven out of ten it's a good film but i don't think it's any more than a good film callum what were your thoughts yeah no indeed but pretty much what i what i what i said earlier like um i'm gonna give it seven out of ten as well um but again it's, it's just didn't the script i just thought was a little bit Laboured, I think, is too harsh a word, but it did feel that way. Yeah, sometimes. No, I get you. I get you. Um, again, I, lo- I love I love art that plays and and distorts history and plays with it and sort of tries to recreate it and uh, add a new meaning to it, a new layer to the past. Particularly this, like, because it's such a contemporary film, 
as well in terms of the issues that it talks about. Mm-hmm. I think the substance of it was great. The idea to have four individuals that never actually met in history to come together talk about issues that all affected them in history I think is a really interesting avenue to explore themes of power and race um, but again I just feel, I felt like Ali and Brown became side a sideshow to Malcolm X and Sam Cooke's argument about what the civil rights movement meant to them individually which is fine that's definitely a attention that existed within the civil rights movement at the time anyway and sam cook was was heavily involved in the civil rights movement before his death but i just think really the 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 thing that they chose to focus on was tension between the between these two individuals rather than the wider themes that they all allude to i mean they talk about the power of history the power of music the agency that an individual has to achieve change there's so many great things that 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 was peppered throughout the film, but it was just kind of left there. It was like it was the way I sort of felt about it was like there was loads of tennis balls with different themes written on them, and and they were just thrown out into a pond and left to float there, <laughs> and then not nothing was really done with them. Um, and then you've got Sam Cooke and Malcolm X arguing about where all the tennis balls are. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it just didn't really do... Yeah. That's a weird analogy. It's very like, it's, weird, but you run with it now. you got to stick it just with didn't, it. It just didn't do... The script just didn't do enough for me. It just didn't focus on what really the... the what really it should have been about, and that is um, the power of history and how those four individuals have got to where they were, mm-hmm. respectively. But so yeah, seven out of ten, and that's that. I'm only giving it seven out of ten. I, you, I would have pretended to give it six, but I'm gonna give it seven just because the subject matter it, it, it's important and it's a story that definitely needed to be told again. I think people need to constantly be reminded of race yeah. inequality. Um, but yeah, that's much my two absolutely, pence. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Callum. Thank you mm. for the summary. Thank you for all your comments throughout. As usual, thoroughly enjoyed what you had to say. But that brings us to the end. Once again, we've dived in. We like to go deep onto these discussions and reviews. Thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, we'll be back to chat about plenty more. And, you know, we've been speaking about a few films that have been released recently. You know, we've got our fingers on the pulses at the moment, Callum. Mm. You know, maybe they'll get us to go and um, do the podcast, like, for the Oscars. Who knows? You know, not a similar heights too high, but we might be getting that call any day soon to do the official reviews. So, you know, keep your phone on Callum, just in case I need to ring you about at any point. But until mm. then, we'll be on here on the Glacé Film Club podcast doing our thing with new episodes every week. And of course, we'll have some com- conversations coming up soon with different guests, keeping it all coming your way. But keep listening, keep watching films, and we'll be with you next time. Thank you, Callum. Thank you to everyone for listening. We'll see you later.